It's a bonus episode. We're talking the Christmas ride. Hit it. It was 2020. Totally Rad Christmas was released. Holodynamics had RGB 5mm strands, and Stephanie Davis wrote and directed a movie about the ups and downs of Christmas. I'm your host, Jerry D., with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Now, joining me is a very special guest. You'll know her as the writer and director of The Christmas Ride, Stephanie Davis. Stephanie, how's it going? Going great. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, you you uh, um, actually you messaged me on Twitter, and I, I also had several of my podcast host friends said that they had been messaged as well. And I thought, yeah, this is a great opportunity to to talk about you know this new movie coming out. And then I actually got a chance to see it, and yeah, I'm glad because uh, I think I think everyone should see it. It's it's a it starts off and it's very cute, but it also is very emotional and deep and and it's i mean it's it's almost like a, a twitter of movie kind of you know and and i mean that in the very best sense that you know <laughs> there's all these positive things and then you know it kind of goes deeper and uh, and it takes you to places that you might not expect but in the end you, you realize that you're you're better for it <laughs> absolutely <laughs> they get nailed it right there <laughs> oh right on <laughs> sometimes i do that but most of the time i miss but uh but yeah it's just it's it's a really it's a really cool film and I, I i dug it so i guess my biggest question is is you know how did what was your inspiration what what made you want to do this film uh well i was working um out of town for about seven months i came mm-hmm. home november of last year and I've just been kind of itching to make something. Christmas is around the corner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just get so tired of seeing the same Hallmark movie or <laughs> all the same Christmas movies. I'm like, man, what can I do yes. that's a little different? Yeah. And um, my lead actress, Darian, she's very good at improv and improv trained. I'm like, let's do a mumblecore Christmas film. Like, this just sounds weird and crazy and fun. And let's just do it. Nice. Um, so it's completely improvised. Uh, there was no script. Oh, wow. I, I made an outline of all the passengers, the people coming in and out situations. And um, once my main character, uh, she built her character, then I started bringing in the other actors and we built their characters. And a lot of the conversations that they're having, they didn't know what each other was going to talk about. And it's just completely organic and very experimental. And it's one of those things that's like, it's very low budget. And so if mm-hmm. it fails, then I'm okay with that. At least I learned a lot, something, but right. I actually was really excited and proud of what we came up with. And I think it's something that's really special. See, that's really neat to me that it's all kind of improv because, um, you know, most, you think movie, you think script and, and you think, you know, it's, and some actors, of course, you know, like Bill Murray and things, you know, famously will improv and, and do, you know, certain takes, but, you know, most of the time you think they, they pretty much stick to a script and they kind of have to, they have long conversations with the directors about their backstories and, and building their, like you said, building their character. But in this case, there was no script. So all the backstory and everything was, was just for them. So it was kind of like them just embodying this 
person because there was no no real you know um no real given you know stage directions uh you know mm-hmm. for them to to read and kind of internalize and say okay i think i know what's going on here so i mean that's just amazing to me that you could put something together like that yeah they the actors loved it because they got to really just create everything about it and we all worked together to come up with um not only the situations, but also the tone. I already picked out the music that I wanted for each situation. And mm-hmm. so before we even filmed, um, before we started driving, I would play the song for everybody that was involved in the scene so they can get an idea of their pacing, their tone, um, kind mm-hmm. of things that they were feeling. And I also use color psychology. So the actors all had their color palettes on. I did um, notice to depict, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to depict some of their uh, the emotions or, or how they were and and so we just really just had so much fun with it. And it's just such a cool experience. I want to do it again. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you should. I, I liked it. I really did. Um, it's, it, I'm glad you brought up the color thing because that's something I was going to bring up. Uh, I'm a huge like comic book fan and comic book movie fan, even though, you know, there a lot of them are generic nowadays. But, but I, you know, I just I, I love that kind of thing. And I remember when Netflix was doing their Defenders series, like, like it or not, it uh, essentially each one was kind of given a color. And so right away, it kind of that drew me in because I immediately picked up on it. Wait, wait a minute, you know, that's more of like a purplish right there. And then, you know, there's there's that one in, in more of the, the red and so I thought that was really cool way to kind of to go through everything. Now mm-hmm. there was a little segment, almost like a, a montage, where things were a little bit faster paced, like around the half an hour mark or so. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, before we started really getting into the the deeper conversation. Yeah. And I I really enjoyed that as well. Uh, my favorite character is Chris. I gotta say, Chris was mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> for, he had for, so much fun with it. <laughs> I bet I it, I would. I mean, I I can't pull off that role at all but mm-hmm. uh, if if i did you know i would i would want to make it my own and just have a lot of fun with it as well and yeah. and you could tell that the characters are you know that the actors themselves are just interacting very well and was there a lot of direction given in that part or did you just kind of like said here's this okay make it work yeah i mean um it was m- the most of the direction was given to darian the lead because gotcha. everybody that was coming and going really had like a connect with theirs but mm-hmm. with her, um, it was letting her know, you know, okay, you just dropped off this passenger. This is happening. This is the information you've given these other passengers. This time you talk about your roommates or something like it was, that way. She's not having the same conversation over and over and over and the audience gets bored with her. Right, but just right. really that we get to learn something new about her, each passenger that comes in and how she's interacting with them and how it's affecting her ultimately. So it was mostly towards her and because everybody else like, we all talked backstory and we'd have mm-hmm. phone conversations and um, just kind of get an idea of what they were bringing to the table and everybody just knocked it out of the ballpark. It was great. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's the, the father, uh, mm-hmm. oh man, that one as a dad, that one got me like that one got me bad. Yeah. I, I still cry every time I watch that part. And just, he, he's a, one of our well-known improv actors around here. I never worked with him before oh, okay. and uh, he mostly does comedy. And so I'm like, I wonder how he's going to do it. This like really dramatic role. We did um, a first round, started rolling around and then I got to a point. I'm like, okay, can we pull over for a second? I just need a minute. <laughs> like, I'm the one that was like, I need a minute so we can go again. <laughs> so when you actually filmed, you were all in the car together. Yes. Okay, yep. so it was it was the the passenger Darian mm-hmm. as uh, Georgia, I think is the name of her. Character, yes, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Georgia, and then the camera, and and then you. 
Wow. Okay. I'm the camera. You're the camera. So oh, wow. I was a okay. one-woman crew. Yeah. Wow. So See, that's even, idea, even cooler to me. Yeah. <laughs> the idea is that the audience is in the car with her the whole time. And it did feel um, like that, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm handheld. Um, the actors had their lavalier mics on. Gotcha. I also had a boom mic that I'm, like, holding in between my legs and my <laughs> sound mixer's at my feet. I'm holding the camera and just, like, trying to get, you know, the best angles possible. I normally start with the other actors and then i would do the angle with georgia Georgia. after Mm -hmm. that um the tricky part was when there were two passengers and georgia yes to be able to get everybody so there was moments where i would get the two people in the front seat or the two people on the one side and then we'd switch and i would switch and be a pov from um one of the other characters and i I think it still worked out pretty well it did Um, yeah mm mm-hmm yeah, but yeah, yeah, the the idea is definitely that you know the audience is riding with her and getting to experience this with her. Yeah, well, that definitely played out, uh, and it, it, you did it beautifully because I mean I really did feel like I was there. You know, when the two college buddies are, uh, yeah. you know, when they're, they're just kind of going back and forth, and mm-hmm. I mean I was a little, and this kind of doesn't really have much to do with the actual creation of it, but I was a little envious because uh, I don't, I mean I love my college roommate and and all my buddies I made, but we don't get together. And just mm-hmm. like go have you know fun every year. So that uh, when I saw that, I mean, even that kind of got me in the mood. And I thought, man, that's awesome. And I just I, I'd love to do that, especially like on Christmas Day, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. So that was really neat. Was yeah, we know. I know people around here um, uh-huh. that go to Universal in Orlando gotcha. for Christmas every year because they don't have mm-hmm. family right, around here. So right. they all get together and they go do it. And I'm like, man, that would be really cool to show, especially because people may not realize that theme parks like that are open on Christmas Day. Yeah, I, I had no idea. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm used to everybody. You're just with your family on that day, and then mm-hmm. maybe you go see your grandma. And you yeah. know, and, then, and that's and the whole that's, point that's, of the film, too, is just to show so many different sides of it. And um, not just the happy family stuff, but sometimes people don't want to be around their families. There's toxic relationships, mm-hmm. or they've lost a loved one recently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's the highest time of depression. And, it is, right. Um, so it was very important to kind of show a lot of these different sides and to have someone like Georgia, who is just very bright and cheery and loving and open, just kind of absorbing all of that. Mm-hmm. And kind of her naivety is challenged mm-hmm. while, while experiencing all of it. Yeah, that uh, there was a couple of things that, that hit home. You know, I mentioned the dad and and forgive me, I haven't even gotten through the main plot and we will, I guess. <laughs> but but, um, you know, the, the dad got me and especially the uh, the lady that lost her mom as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, my my grandma passed away. I mean, it's been let's see my daughter's eight. So six years ago. But I remember that first Christmas because uh, she passed away like a month before her birthday. It was like right mm-hmm. around this time of the year. And then that first Christmas, my mom was, I mean, she just, it wasn't the same, you know, and every year we would always go see my grandma for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that kind of hit home a little bit too. Now, I mean, I loved my grandma. We, you know, we were close, but we weren't like close. And yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that, that um, and, and I forget her name, I'm sorry, but the character who, who lost her mom, she mentions is her brother and they're not very close and that, that she wants to use that as a, a way to get closer. And uh, I mean, all these little things here and there that really, you know, just, just as they say, got me in the feels. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so uh, that was very, very uh, effective way to, to emphasize that, 
you know, there are times where people that maybe they're contemplating suicide, maybe they're, um, you know, they're just so depressed that they can barely move. I mean, just all these things that I'm glad that you're raising awareness of these because for me, Christmas is, and I work at a Christmas store. So it's like, it's Mm -hmm. always fun and jolly and, and, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful time of year. And, uh, you know, my daughter was born like right after Christmas, like just a couple of days later. So this, the whole time for me has always been amazing. And so to, to actually make me feel like, you know, there is, there are people out there where it's not this jolly, amazing time. I mean, I, I think you did uh, just an excellent job with that. So thank you. Thank, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to to hear everybody's thoughts on it after they watch it and just see, you know, I, I, my goal is just that if you can connect with one of those passengers or even mm-hmm. just with Georgia, I did my job. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's exactly what is just, if you can see someone on screen in the movie and you're just like, you know what, that, that feels like me. Like a lot of times I feel like Georgia, like there's times where I'm just so blind to the outside world. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, if a friend of mine is having a hard time during the holidays, then um, it kind of opens my eyes a little bit more to um, what's happening in the world and just makes you more aware. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's something that we we all should be, you know, I mean, if, if everyone were more, you know, empathetic, I think the world would be a better place. And so yeah. it is something that, that we should all strive to be a little bit, you know, just a little bit more caring. I mean, Bill Murray says it in Scrooge, you know, it's one of those, you know, you, you get greedy for that feeling and you just, you want to help people. And, and I kind of, you know, it, there's a little bit of that in Georgia as well, where she's, you mm-hmm. know, she just wants to make, you know, she wants to help people. She wants to, to make their day better, even if it's just on like a little 15 minute drive to get to their destination. Yeah. Um, which I guess I should probably talk about the actual plot now. So uh, <laughs> essentially, um, Georgia Wright, I believe is her last mm-hmm. name. You know, she's there on Christmas Day. She works with children most of the time. But as her side gig or her side hustle, she uh, she is like an Uber driver kind of, a, you know, kind of a thing. And so she's picking up. It's basically her day picking up people and talking with them and just driving them to their destinations, but helping them in certain ways and learning from them in certain ways. and. Mm-hmm. You know, that's basically the the plot there if you want to nutshell it. But it starts off where she's actually there talking with her dad. And, you know, that that kind of also hits home because I don't get to go see my parents every year for Christmas um, because they live about 10 hours south of me. And but my Mm in-laws live about 15 minutes away. So we trade. So uh, this year we'll be up here for Christmas and and we'll spend Christmas with my in-laws. And then next year we'll, you know, we'll go down there. So that means for Christmas, I will be having to call them via zoom or skype or yeah face, you know, facetime or whatever it is so that you know that kind of right away hit home for me just because i you know i know what that's like and and wanting to be with them and and you know feeling like we're kind of missing but we're still kind of there but it's you know it's just not quite complete and so um I did love that little, that playfulness between her and her dad, you know, and, mm-hmm. and how she gets him the, the little tree hat and, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, just these little touches that, that, uh, you know, and she says, you know, it's not a lot, you know, don't get your expectations up kind of a thing for, for his presence. But I mean, it's the, it's the kind of thought and, and playfulness and, and trying to, like, as I said, cheer each other up that, uh, really, I think kind of, kind of plays well. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, Darian, um, uh, did a, a great job with that. So yeah, that's how it starts. And then she, you know, he, they kind of wish each other Merry Christmas and then she's on her way. 
And mm-hmm. I love how she's got the Santa hat. Her car is decked out with like the tinsel and the, was that all your idea or was that? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, if she's, if we're going to spend the majority of the movie in a car, I have to decorate the car. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, yeah. I just didn't know if that Christmas was yours or, or if that was something maybe Darian had brought up or, uh, so that's, that's um, cool. she came up with the quotes and stuff. Like I gave her a sticker book and like some papers and stuff and, um, she started decorating it and then I would put the, I put the tinsel in and then her costuming and stuff. But, um, she played around with the stickers and like placed them, placed them all about where it seemed natural for her to, to, um, to kind of look at them as she's driving. Right on. Yeah, it was very festive, and and she even you know her hair was green, and uh, yeah. In fact, one of the characters mentions you know it's Grinch and Santa and kind of a thing. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I I really enjoyed that. It really set the mood. It, it, yeah. And so I, I appreciated that. But we she picks up several passengers, and and as I mentioned, the first ones are all just much lighthearted, you know, just very lighthearted, kind of cheerful. There's an engaged couple that you know they're they're. She's the first person that they tell kind of a thing. And Mm -hmm. a a girl who's meeting her, I guess, boyfriend's family for the first time. And, you know, the the two college roommates. And and each time they're they're going through their stories and she's kind of talking with them, sometimes giving advice, sometimes just saying a little something that might make them feel better on Christmas Day. And yeah, it's, it's really cool the way it's done. So I guess my question is, was it your conscious decision to move from more cheery to the big oomph of, of feelings there at the end yeah i had had originally them in a different order um, uh-huh. and kind of played around with the order and i had a couple of filmmakers that i trust watch it and one of them um kind of mentioned he's like you know when she goes to talk to dad for the second time she's really beat down so like there has to be some things that really pack a punch and you know for me like i've been watching it over and over and over as a right, right right so i need fresh eyes to help me see that and it like once I changed the the order to kind of gradually getting more and more serious, it um, it really worked out really well to um, to kind of get that punch. And then of course, whenever it's dark, everybody's stories are are a lot more heartfelt and um, kind of rough because you know as Christmas goes on, things happen during your day um, which can ultimately kind of drag you down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just having, and once we got to that montage too, it was like, this is probably a good time where we can start like throwing in the now feels. We can start, and, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause, yeah. uh, you know, you've gotten to see quite a few, you know, we've got to know Georgia now, mm-hmm. get to know, um, the situation. And so now it's like, okay, let's start, uh, playing around with some more emotions and kind of get a little bit more real about the holidays. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Yeah, it was a good, I, I, I liked the order. I, so that, mm-hmm. that made me wonder if that was a conscious decision or not. But I know exactly what you mean, because um, I'm also a composer. And, uh, you know, sometimes you, you're writing these things and you're living with it, uh, you know, sometimes for months trying to get it perfect. Yeah. You know, you think it's great. And then someone hears it and it's like, That's, I don't know about that. And so you have to rethink it. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh, this part needs to be over here. And if I, mm-hmm. if I just edit it a little bit more, then now it works and now it's great. So uh, I completely get that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, again, as I mentioned, my favorite, my favorite character is Chris. <laughs> he was just, uh, he was like a breath of fresh air, you know, because he was still part of that, that montage where everything was still nice and lighthearted, but it was just so fun. And yeah, you can tell he's enjoying it. I mean, he's, he even says, you know, I, I love the heck out of it kind of a thing. And mm-hmm. so <laughs> it's, but we get him. 
and there's a message at the end and, and spoiler alert here there's a <laughs> message at the end where yes that is santa claus and yeah <laughs> I, I loved that i thought that was so cool um, i figured if i gotta make a christmas movie i have to have like a hidden uh, incognito santa or something you know something magical in there somehow like try to like get the checklist you know hot cocoa opening presents <laughs> dad yeah <laughs> things like that Okay, I was wondering, okay, because, you know, I, I knew that something seemed funny. And he said, Chris, and he said, some people call me a big elf. I live way mm-hmm. up north. You know, I work with kids. And I thought, well, I don't know about that. And then he, the he really end, had yeah. fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you can tell that they're just, you know, their banter is great. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're back and forth, you know, and, and she just kind of giggles at some of the things he says. And I mean, it's it's really nice. And I love the way she laughs because it's kind of that like, fun nervous but innocent laugh as well you know mm-hmm. and so you know she's kind of taking it in but she, they're also strangers and so there's like just a little bit of brittleness in there um so i, I you know it's just one of those things that uh, i don't know if you told her to to do that or if she just did it naturally that's all darian okay so okay. um for the past i think four years she's been working she's worked at bush gardens as an elf in santa's house oh so nice. she is christmas like she loves christmas and that is her her natural just like adorableness that she brings and mm-hmm. that's one of the main reasons why i'm like if i if i'm making a christmas movie darian has to be the one like at the lead like she is christmas how long have you known her uh, about six years we we started um i worked hollow scream with her um in bush gardens where we were cannibals running around scaring people as scare <laughs> actors nice and um just like as i was making um short films and stuff you know we've mm-hmm. she came on board for a couple of my short films and you know we've been friends for that long amount of time and just when when i'm just like i I need to make a christmas movie i need to talk to darian about this like this this is right up rally let me see if she if she's into it and man she really rose to the challenge she did such a great job and um i'm just i'm really excited for people to get to know her like in this movie nice so how different was this from say uh directing things like a you know hot mess in a wedding dress or or you know um, the skin you're in or any of those other shorts that you've done like, yeah, it's definitely different because like with hot mess, um, that was a feature that like I had all of my shots all planned out. We, it was, com- it was scripted with some improv. Like I always let, you know, I always like to have the actors improv because mm-hmm. it feels more natural. Um, so we did have some improv moments with hot mess and hot mess is very much like a rated R kind of vulgar yeah. language type deal right, where right. Christmas ride is no, no Not, language yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and, and that <laughs> part actually felt uh, and forgive me for interrupting, but that actually that part actually felt like Hallmark, you know, Lifetime, those kind of movies where and so so there is like a thread. I know you were, you're trying not to do something like you know like that, but you kind of don't want to, you know. I mean, you think of like yeah. the movies that have endured. I mean, except for maybe Die Hard, but but like all the others, there's not really very many with foul language, you know. I mean, right. Christmas Story, you know, it's only I didn't say fudge, you know. So I yeah. Mean, so even then, you know, and the old man, you know, uh, cursing or whatever, it's, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't hear it. So I, I kind of, I mean, I really latched onto that because it felt like a Christmas movie, you mm-hmm. know, where, where you don't, you don't get any of that vulgar stuff. I mean, even the purple sheep, uh, mm-hmm. even then she, you know, you would expect someone like that to perhaps, I mean, I suppose, uh, you know, cuss more or, or just be a little more um, diamond in the roughish. 
but no, it was even that was kind of muted. Although you could feel the intensity of her, of you know, of her feelings. Just, oh yeah. But but language wise, it was nice, and so it, it it did have that thread of of you know continuity with like previous uh, Christmas movies, and so I, I enjoyed yeah. It. Mm-hmm. Normally, normally I'm all like, I don't care about the cuss words. Let's keep going. But for this, like with the genre, it, it's more friendly, and especially because I don't want someone to shut it off because they heard, you know, an F-bomb right, or, right. or something, you know, I want them to be able to soak in the message. And so right. by keeping it language free, um, I feel like that'll, that'll definitely help people to, you know, really embrace it and soak it in. Right, right. And it's a good message. It really is. And um, uh, so when you, you know, you're saying you kind of wanted to show these different sides, was that your intention from the very beginning? Yes. Or, okay. So that was something that you, you planned like right away. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, the outline was definitely like I I wrote on a list of all the things that um, happen in the holidays and just like was just writing out just this list, long list of things. I'm like, okay, well, how can I make these guys passengers and kind of personified them a little bit and and even thought, okay, who is an actor who could really pull this off? Cool. This act, you know, Mm -hmm. Buzz and Jan are like the cute little grandparents. Like, oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All the stories that they gave were true. Like they, oh, they wow. did live in Germany and all that. And like, honestly, I'm just sitting there back with the camera, just, just, just listening and <laughs> just enjoying them. Just well, telling all these stories. <laughs> that is the best part of an improv script. I suppose is you can right. really just kind of discover it with the actors. And uh, a lot of the actors, they um, brought in a lot of their own um, personal things. Like mm-hmm. um, the girl who lost her mom, she actually lost her father not too long before we filmed it. And so she's like, I have a lot of things I can pull from. And a couple of them, even uh, a couple of the actors were telling me too, it's like, I have some issues I need to work out. So this is probably <laughs> going to be like a therapy session and we're just going to see how it goes. And, and just really came up natural. Um, and like at the end, they're like, man, I just feel so much better. It's like, well, it looked great. So, okay. Yeah. How many takes did you normally do for each, uh, for each actor? Two. Two. Um, okay. No more than two. Like we were in the car um, for some of these scenes for like an hour and a half tops. Wow. Like, it was it was very quick, and it's just mostly because everybody was on their game. Mm-hmm. They everybody just did such a great job for those little quick montage moments. Everybody, each of those guys were in for half an hour. Oh, and, nice. Um, I had the little bits that I needed them to say for the montage, mm-hmm. and then I I um, did a take with them where they just kind of riffed so that they had something for their their demo reels too, like just something to, to show their improv skills. Nice. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> so I might release some extended clips. Yeah. Yeah. There you of go. That, of, of those conversations <laughs> on the DVD release. Yeah. You'll, you'll yeah. have the, in the, the special features. I like that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so so she's picking up the people. She's having a good time. She even gives them out, gives out little. Were they candy canes? Is that what it was? I yeah, the little little uh, little candy, the peppermint candy, like soft ones. Oh, uh, I got gotcha. I, I, I ate like half the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I, I could those. never, I could never make a movie because like I would always be at the craft services table or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, craft services was in the trunk. There you go. <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, so so she's you know continues but more and more the stories people are telling or they get a little heavier so there's a girl who uh whose girlfriend just broke up with her and yes. like her she was supposed to meet her mom that day and her mom was even preparing like the girl's favorite i mean it was mm-hmm. it was like geared towards his girlfriend who's now not there and you could feel like the resentment and the anger and the 
just la- the abandonment, you know, that she's feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did a great job with that. And uh, I mean, everyone, I, I know I keep saying this, but it's true. Everyone really did a great job and they, yeah. they emoted very well. And and they all just kind of made it seem fluid and natural and human, which I, yeah. I enjoy. And I think that's what's missing in a lot of these Hallmark movies, you know. And don't get me wrong. I love Hallmark. I can put it on, turn my brain off and just enjoy the mm-hmm. Christmas of it all, you know. But yeah, they're, no one's really human in these movies. I mean, they're just... They're like caricatures of humans, of you know, of like the perfect woman who maybe just uh, works too much, or or the man who's like too stuffy. I mean, it's just you know, mm-hmm. it's a one-dimensional character. And so, what I liked about a lot of these is that you could feel the dimension, and mm-hmm. you could you could really feel that. So they all, you're like you said, they brought their A game, and I, I oh yeah, I really enjoyed that. So I guess it means it was pretty easy to direct. <laughs> it really was. I'm like, okay, I need to do this more often because it it really was just kind of effortless. And mm-hmm. I mostly focused on the camera and uh, I'm naturally a script supervisor. So right. I'm always thinking about continuity. Right. But all the actors were also very cognizant of their own continuity. So that really helped, mm-hmm. um, especially Darian. She was really good with her own continuity. Um, like if we were talking about situations like, well, I talked about New York for two other passengers. So I'm not going to mention New York this time. I'm like, great. Let's talk about um, your roommates or let's talk about your dad or, mm-hmm. or something. She's like, okay. And then uh, would change the conversation up a little bit. And then right. there, yeah. there was moments where it was just me and her in the car. I'm like, all right, let's sing some Christmas songs. <laughs> yes. And I did notice that it, it's funny because even the Christmas songs she's singing kind of seemed to go from like really cheery and up-tempo numbers to slower and slower, you know, like Silent Night. And <laughs> The Silent Night is hands down my favorite part. Like yeah. man, she, may, I'm like tearing up as she was doing it because um, we did it a couple times and then um, I reminded her of what she had just went through with the passenger mm-hmm. and just, and so then she like closed her eyes for a second. We got back on the road. We we were in silence for like 10 minutes and then she sang it and like, it got to a point. I'm like, okay, I think we have it. We're going to, um, like, I always know that if I'm tearing up, mm-hmm. then like we, we got it. Then it's, it's a good take. Yeah. 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 Like I am, I'm very like emotionally driven when it comes to a performance. And if something like gets me tearing, I'm like, okay, that's it. We got it. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's, it, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely full of emotion. So yeah, she's more and more, the stories are getting heavier. She picks up a man. He was a, uh, I mean, it, it, they don't really specify, but it makes it sound like the wife cheated on him or something. Again, you know, he, they went through a divorce. She got full custody. I mean, he even says, you know, after she did what she did and, and you know, she got full custody. And he's like so beaten down from life that, I mean, he doesn't even, I mean, Christmas doesn't register with him. It's just someday, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, she kind of talks it through with him which is really cool and she was i mean she was just very very you know just her presence was there and and a lot of people just aren't there when they're listening you know they'll just kind of tune out and uh, or just kind of nod their heads and and you know listen on a surface level but it seemed like she really kind of got it and so she was able to mm-hmm. you know to really work with him and and she even helped him like you know hey my therapist says maybe just write it down it can be anything a wish a want uh, you know venting whatever and so he he writes something down and it mm-hmm. uh, i mean it oh 
it got me because I couldn't even imagine my kids being yeah, taken away. <laughs> me too. I didn't know what he wrote until after he left. I looked at the at the paper and I'm like, Matt, how could you do that to me? Like that's just so. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> but the the point with him too was that we don't talk about depression with men very often and, no, and vulnerability. Really mm-hmm. And, and I thought that was another good opportunity to kind of bring that in, especially with the holidays, like you're without your child on the holiday. That's extremely impactful. And mm-hmm. um, it was really um, kind of eye opening and, and lethargic just for, to watch the two of them just kind of interact about that. And the things that they were coming up with was just, it was solid gold. Like, that one, I think we did, we did one take with Matt and then I'm like, well, I guess we need to do another just so I have something else, but that was perfect. And then <laughs> I turned over to, to Georgia and got her and like, like, I think I got, I got two takes of each of them, but I really only need to wanted to be one of each. Cause they both nailed it. That scene, yeah. that scene was really, was really um, good to film. Yeah, I, I can see why. And so afterwards she goes, you know, she goes back home and she has to call her dad. I mean, at this point, she, you know, after being so cheery and laughing and giggly, I mean, now it's like, wow, that was heavy. I need, I need something. Please help me. And he kind of talks her through it. And he's like, you know, you can do this. You know, you're, you're helping people. That's, that's who you are. And so then she goes back out there and, and the stories keep getting more powerful and powerful. Yeah. There's the, uh, the lady who was adopted. And I, I have a few friends that are adopted, but I mean, they were all, told and so i mean i can't even imagine not being told and and even when they decided that they wanted to go find their uh, biological parents i mean even then their their adopted parents were like so supportive and and mm-hmm. everything so to hear her say the opposite was like wow i mean that's you know you don't think about that but there really are some mm-hmm. people that you know, are would instead of being supportive would be embarrassed and almost like uh uh, feel threatened. Yeah. Oh, I guess I wasn't good enough for you, or you know, like like they like she said, you know, ungrateful. They called her ungrateful, yeah. and uh, I mean, so so that kind of thing really, uh, really again made me kind of stop and think because you never know what someone's going through. You never know who said what to them on a certain day at a certain time that might have affected them in whatever way. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely something that that was like I said, it made me stop and think. And so it was really nice. That was a good, a good touch there that you put in. Yeah. And Kelly, Kelly just really, that was so beautiful. That monologue that we had when she was sitting at the red light and her, and her just emoting and um, talking about how, you know, she says, I know I should let it go, but I can't. But I can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that part was just, I loved I love that moment. And it was great that we were stopped because I could keep the camera as still as possible and just really be able to get this beautiful performance that she's bringing out. Um, and just, I love that. And then we brought in the the next passenger as a shared ride. So it's two strangers. Right. Two strangers. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Hey, what's your deal? And yeah. <laughs> and, and then she just kind of like tells her the stranger, the same thing, you know, after she mm-hmm. just told this other stranger, but it also, I mean, you know, she was trying to, she was trying to empathize with her. You know, she's like, yeah, family, they're, you know, some, they're terrible. I don't want to be with mine, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's one of those, 
one of those things that, you know, it, you kind of make small talk sometimes and you don't know what mm-hmm. to say, but sometimes it's the right thing. And sometimes it's just like, I, I don't know what to say. And so she kind of played that, that balance very well as, as well, you know, that there's that, just that delicate line that we cross sometimes where we want to be, we, we want to be supportive and we want to kind of say the right thing, but we also don't know what to say because we're, I mean, we're not in that situation. So she just, yeah. I, I thought that played really well. And then, of course, her line about, you know, some families have the black sheep. I'm more like the purple sheep. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great line. <laughs> yeah, that was all that was all Stephanie. She she was great. <laughs> but, you know, she she kind of goes into her own thing. And it's it was perfect because I, I feel like she really captured that, you know, um, I'm kind of an outsider. I don't like my family. Um, they treat me differently. But at the same time, she didn't give away too much. Like there wasn't that mm-hmm. much detail. And it's that seemed like exactly what you do when you're riding, you know, in an Uber, you know, you, yeah. you're, you're talking to the person, but you don't really know them. So you don't go into it. But at the same time, sometimes you do. It's just not in that, you know, specifics way. And so, I, <laughs> again, that, that felt really, uh, really real. And and I think that's what I love about this movie most is that it's just it's real, and yeah. uh, and we don't get a lot of that, uh, unfortunately. Um, I mean, kudos to you; you did a great job with that. So thank you. <laughs> I'm super. Ex- like I said, I'm so excited to just kind of see what people think about it and what people connect to, what their interpretations are too. Because right. there's mm-hmm. been some there've been some people that have watched it mm-hmm. um, that the way that they've interpreted certain scenes has been very different. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm like, oh, I never thought of that. Oh, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> it's a, definitely a different way to look at it, or you know, um, the way that the characters were kind of giving their backstory. Um, if that person who's watching connected it in a different way, then mm-hmm. um, it, it was kind of neat. It's kind of neat to to hear how people are interpreting everything. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, and it's just, I mean, I'm I'm pretty surface level i'm a guy from mm-hmm. the 80s so you know it's not uh, i'm not too deep but i there was a lot of it that i i did really enjoy just because of uh how deep it got you know it's mm-hmm. it's and so uh i mean i might not have the the most uh <laughs> poetic interpretations but I, I i think that i tend to at least in general be just an everyman kind of guy i hope that when i say that someone who watches it can kind of feel what these characters are going through and, and really start to maybe think about the other person. I hope that that represents at least a good deal of us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But finally we get to the very last passenger, which was the girl who lost her mom. Georgia had lost her mom. uh, Was it 10 years prior? I think 10 years prior. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they kind of were able to just bond and she, you know, she was trying to say, the things that she felt, but she also knows that, look, it doesn't get better. I mean, it gets better, but it doesn't get better. Mm-hmm. And so they have this beautiful moment where she just kind of takes her to the spot and they're both just kind of like sharing a blanket. Cause you know, it's, it's Christmas. It's a little chilly, even though it's, it's Tampa. And I would say Tampa does get chilly at night. Um, does it really? Around, yeah. We, we, that night was pretty chilly. It was in the forties, I think like it, oh, it wow. was kind of chilly that night. <laughs> well, I guess it's still December. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. 
but we yeah, get like three days of winter. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's kind of like here. I'm in Texas. It's the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> we never get snow. We get ice. Uh, <laughs> that's about it. It it's, seems worse for some reason, but but yeah, it's uh, you know. So they're just wrapped in a blanket. And they're just talking, and and uh, you know, both of them. They're like, I'm glad. I'm glad you picked me up. You know, I'm glad you, you stayed. Cause the girl, they were, while they were talking, she was ready to like, just get out. She's like, just drop me here, you know, forget yeah. it. I'll find, I'll find my way. And she, you know, and, uh, George is able to convince her, no, stay in the car. You know, let me just take you. And as they're talking and writing, you know, she, they can really connect with each other on that level of loss. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a shame how loss can bring us together you know, it's, it's one of the great tragedies of life that sometimes it takes loss in order for um, someone to be close to, to you. And um, unfortunately uh, that's kind of what happens in this situation, but through that loss, they're able to find that closeness. They're able to connect to another human being at a time when they don't think they can. And it, uh, it gives each one of them that support and that drive that they need to go on. And so it's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful moment. Mm -hmm. Um, and and I thought it was like just a great way, you know, just the perfect ending to, you know, to this film. Just there's hope. There is a hope. And even if it takes, you know, 10 years, it's it's a hope that you eventually will get there and you'll get to that place of healing and reconciliation. And, and it's just it's yeah, it's it's a, just a great sentiment and something that we should always remember, because, I mean, life is full of loss. And so you know, we just, we always have to keep moving forward, but, you know, with an eye on the past, but keep moving forward and know that there are people out there, like Georgia says, you know, connect with anyone. There are people who love you and they'll help you. And, you know, it's something that, uh, that we, we tend to forget, you know, especially yeah. in that moment. We're so focused on that moment that we forget about the rest. And so uh, the fact that Georgia herself had gone through it, even if she's not all the way there, you know, right. she's, farther enough along that she can say, Hey, it's going to get better. You know, it might not get better right now. It might not get better 10 years from now, but it will get better. And, and while it's not better because the person you love isn't here anymore, it it will be better because you keep moving on and you get closer to the other, you know, these other people around you. So, mm-hmm. you know, she mentions her brother, you know, I know you're not close, maybe you'll get close. And so, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, it, I love that sentiment and I love that, that thought that, Oh, you can get closer to someone. Even if it takes a tragedy, it doesn't matter because maybe that's what was supposed to happen so that you can find that closeness and be a family again. And mm-hmm. oh man, it's it got me. <laughs> <laughs> I know that that part at the end always gets me. It was pretty rad. <laughs> like yeah. I, I'm blubbering behind the camera while they were filming it. And that was one take <laughs> for each of them. Like yeah. it was just it was so great. And especially whenever um actors cry, it's mm-hmm. very physically daunting and mm-hmm. like and very taxing. And uh with them, like I handed them my phone with the song that was gonna be playing while they um during their scene, mm-hmm. walked away um for like two minutes and I came back and they both were like already tears. I'm like, Okay, we're ready, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, film it. <laughs> right. <laughs> And cut, check it, <laughs> check the gate. Oh man! <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the the movie. It's beautiful. It's it's well done. I mean, I have to ask, what would you say is your like hap hap happiest moment or memory of of filming this? If you could pick one spot, 
Uh, and I know, so I know it's I, tough. I know it's tough. Every year for Christmas Eve, um, we drive around for the Christmas lights. And so one of my favorite times was Darian and I just driving around my neighborhood um, as I'm like filming all the Christmas lights. And there was a couple neighborhoods. I'm like, oh, I love that house. Let's go over here. And then just kind of like looking at everybody's decorations and um, filming that part because Christmas lights are just so fun. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I thought of like putting Christmas lights in the car once it got dark. And that really helped kind of light the in, make it made a reason for there to be more light inside of the car right. too. So mm-hmm. we could see everybody and um, just Christmas lights in general bring me so much joy. <laughs> I, yeah, I know what you mean. My <laughs> wife, she, uh, the only thing she ever wants for her birthday, cause her birthday is December, uh, like December 16th. And mm-hmm. so the only thing she ever wants is to drive around. Like there's this one neighborhood that goes like all out for mm-hmm. Christmas. And so we usually just have some pizza in the car and some hot chocolate and, you know, the kids and we're just driving around looking at Christmas lights and eating pizza and drinking hot chocolate. And uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun. And it's, so it's like our tradition now. And, you know, you can just see not only on our faces, but the kids as well. They're just all lit up. You know, it's, it's just one of those special things that, yeah. that happens in life. So I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> So for me, with uh, you know, of course, this I didn't grow up this, with this film <laughs> like I usually do <laughs> on my podcast. Um, but so my happiest moment, I would say, I I really, of course, I, I mentioned Chris, but my mm-hmm. the part I really loved most, I think, was uh, you know when she's talking with her dad, and uh, it's just it's fun, it's Christmas, they're opening presents, it's that mm-hmm. that feeling of of. Christmas morning and, and, uh, you know, family. And so I, I think that, that out of the whole thing, the happiest moment for me was, was that Mm -hmm. that part there. Yeah. (laughs) But now we come to my favorite part of the show, which is uh, a little segment I like to call to the max. (laughs) (laughs) So this is where we do our, uh, uh, our our best impression of our favorite part of the, (laughs) of the show. Then I, I put it up to the listeners and they they vote on who did the better job and the winner gets a totally <laughs> rad Christmas sticker. Uh, but I think you're safe. I have, I've never won yet. So <laughs> I'm either really terrible at impressions or the, they just don't want me to win and, and have any bragging rights. So, um, you know, as a, the guest, I'll let you go first, just kind of set up the scene and um, we'll go from there. This is from one of the montages and it was one of my my favorite parts whenever um they were going around is the a cup of hot chocolate <laughs> on the second day of christmas my true love gave to me and then it like cut to the next person <laughs> mary rachel and eric just had way too much fun with that they they were singing the 12 days of christmas about hot chocolate and i just loved it <laughs> oh man now i want to hear 12 days of christmas about hot chocolate <laughs> That might be a, a bonus thing I put on YouTube or something. For real, you should. Yeah, yeah. that's great. <laughs> oh, man, that was good. I got to follow that. <laughs> um, so uh, as I mentioned it, I don't know how many millions of times already. Uh, I'm going to mm-hmm. go Chris. I, I liked it because he kind of had a little bit of a southern uh, a little southern drawl there, which is kind of funny because he's from up north. But, uh, you know, so he goes, uh, I'm kind of an ambassador, kind of a spokesperson. Uh, I do a lot of work with youth children you know i enjoy the heck out of it <laughs> that's terrible but, but well he's also like i'm gonna go have a drink with a little lighter yeah yeah <laughs> See, oh man you even up you, you upstaged me on that one so okay. <laughs> yeah shannon shannon's from uh he's in atlanta georgia and there he go, works yeah. 
he works in like Fort Lauderdale and Universal as Santa a lot. And so nice. he was the only actor that I looked through Actors Access because I'm like, I have to have the perfect person for this. Right, yeah. And he had so much fun with it. He's like, he came in with this Hawaiian shirt and whatnot. And he's like, <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah. He's like, yeah, all right, if I do this Southern accent, I'm like, yes, please do that. Please do that. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was really good. It was so fun. <laughs> Yeah, I really liked it, and he even had the little, uh, like the little man bun in the back. Mm-hmm. Which is, oh yeah, it's definitely like, like okay, Santa. He, you know, he, and he, I mean, he think there's even a line in there about you know I worked a lot. I had a late night last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he he had that like okay, I did my work for the year. You know, I'm it's time for vacation for a bit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what better place to do than Tampa? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, might as well go to Florida. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, that was great. So listeners, you know, vote, uh, was it Stephanie or, uh, myself? And I can tell you it definitely was not myself, uh, but, uh, <laughs> so yes, uh, you did a great job on that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I got to ask, I mean, GI Joe taught us that, uh, knowing is half the battle. What would you say is the other half? I think maybe believing. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, it, it's one thing to know something, but it's another to believe in it. Um, especially nowadays, like the things that we think that we know about current events or, um, even like our own history and stuff, but believing in something is a little, it, it kind of completes the cycle, I think. Nice. Nice. That's better than mine. Uh, <laughs> mine. <laughs> Uh, if knowing is half the battle, then the other half is being on the lookout for Santa appearing on Christmas Day. He needs all the help he can get. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, Stephanie, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun talking with you. It's uh, definitely an emotional roller coaster as well. Uh, it's a fantastic film. Why don't you uh, tell us where we can find it or when it's coming mm-hmm. out and, and uh, all that as well? Yeah. So I'm self-distributing it. Um, So it'll be available on Amazon to rent or buy on November 1st um, and also uh, in the U S UK and Germany. And then it'll also be available on Vimeo on demand, same rent or buy. Uh, And right now I'm working with aggregators to try to get it on more channels. I'm hoping to get it on Tubi TV in time for Christmas. Um, And then, you know, if all goes well next year, hopefully I can get a DVD stuff. That stuff takes a lot of time and some, right. some money <laughs> Yeah, I understand. <laughs> to get done. Yeah. But I mean, Christmas movies tend to do well with DVDs. So next, next Christmas, I'm hoping to have it on DVD with, yeah, like the special extras and nice. commentary tracks and things like that. Nice. Yeah. So definitely be on the lookout and uh, social media. Can they find you? Yes. Um, I am Stephanie directs and Stephanie spell with an F instead of a PH. Uh, the movie is on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, Christmas Ride movie on Instagram and Facebook, and then just Christmas Ride, I think, on Twitter because it was too many letters. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I know how that goes. <laughs> um, and then on um, Bouncy Boxer Media's YouTube channel is where the trailer is, um, so you can take a look at the full trailer, see what you think, and uh, there'll be more more things coming soon. Right on. Looking forward to it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and on that note, uh, let me just thank you one more time for coming on. It was it was fun. And uh, this was fun. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> sure, anytime. Uh, yeah, we we'll have to get you back on to do something about the eighties. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
Oh, like I like to say, it's uh, the baddest decade ever. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm old, so it's okay. Um, I mean, but I was that... born in the '80s. I love the '80s. Oh, all right. Well, then I, I like it. I like it. <laughs> but on that note, I will say um, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is available today, providing suicide prevention and mental health crisis assistance at one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five and through online chats. 988 is not a nationwide calling code right now, but it will be in 2022. Mm -hmm. And you can check us out on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're feeling like Georgia trying to help everyone she meets, leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help us reach more people, but you also get a free sticker. Now don't forget to vote. Later, dudes. So what's the plan for Christmas? Actually, I just got a notification like last night that there's like a surge in prices and there's all these people, high demand, wanting rides. So, I don't know, I thought I'd pick up a couple people and make a couple extra bucks. Christmas is a hard time of year. It started out really nice. Uh, the houses are so like fairy tale houses. Cobblestones? Yes. Yep. Fried potatoes. Potatoes, that's right. Fried okay. potato pancakes. We actually just got engaged yesterday, so. Really? Yeah, yeah Christmas Eve morning. Oh. And then, there was just such good momentum and then it just came to a screeching halt. Once like reality hit and I realized that not everybody has a good situation and sometimes people's families are taken from them. I feel spent. I feel like I can't help them because they're just so lost in it. They're just drowning in their own stuff and I know that I'm not supposed to fix everybody but I thought just something nice for somebody else would make the season brighter. Some people have it tough. Some people have a hard time accepting you know positive affirmation or a smile or a kind word. Told her I loved her. She breaks up with me. You can just let me out right here, it's fine. No. It's fine, don't worry about it. Um, I'll be fine. No, no. I'll get you to where you need to be. It's okay, it's okay. You know, this time of year, <laughs> you should be like closer to family. And I am just so okay being as far away as possible. Like, maybe I am being selfish. Maybe I am being ungrateful and maybe I should just like but I can't I can't some people feel they're not worthy of it or they don't deserve it but those are the ones that you really need to spend that time with they're the ones you really need to take that extra minute that's the gift of Christmas